0: the sun, little darling, here comes the sun, I say, it's alright. Yeah
1: Remember, the sun is coming back because we passed the summer solstice, and...
2: Well, winter solstice in this hemisphere. <laughs> oh, yeah, summer... I'm
1: already thinking of summer, aren't I? <laughs> Just like... Um, the days are getting longer. You are listening to Your Community Spirit on Your Community Radio. This is Orda Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And we are here to talk about things that are falling apart in the world.
2: <laughs> yeah, always a true topic.
1: Um, I guess our slogan is "It's still uh, gloom and doom with enough sense of humor to slather your brain."
2: That's a decent slogan. I <laughs> just uh, may as well go with
1: it. <laughs> um, you are listening to your community spirit, which means you are part of the community. Our email is info at your community spirit dot org, and that means you can send us money. Did you know you can send money via email? That's right. I've only received it a couple times, and it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's a good way to open up your email. You're filtering through the spam, and you're like, oh, there's some money
1: there. For anybody who calls in and pledges with our uh, kickoff drive, I have a couple books here, but you're going to have to call like basically in the next half hour or so. Straw Bale Gardening Complete, Backyard Pharmacy Growing Medical Plants in Your Own Yard, and Organic Farming. How to Raise, Certified, and Market Organic Crops and Livestock. If any of those books are interesting to you, um, call in and pledge $20 and up, and I'll give you one of these books because they're awesome.
2: Yeah. The number to call is
1: 618-457-3691. Now let's get into the doom and gloom and try to throw in some humor while we're at it. Yeah. So,
2: potential for collapse of key Atlantic current rises.
1: I'm glad it said potential.
2: Yeah, the potential, yeah. You know,
1: high potential, but potential.
2: Yeah. The large, looping Atlantic Ocean current that keeps northwestern Europe fairly warm and influences sea levels along the U.S. coast is a key component of the Earth's climate system. But because of global warming, it may be more likely to substantially slow down or even collapse than previously thought, according to two new studies. I was concerned to hear this news because... I've been familiar for a while now with this idea that if it collapses, big, bad things could happen. But there's been this thought of like, well, it might not collapse. It might not be a big deal. But this new study indicates a higher risk of it. If that current called the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation uh, were to slow down substantially, it could lead to chillier weather in northern and western Europe, starve economically important fisheries, and cause waters to rise along the U.S. coast, leading to more so-called sunny-day flooding and storm surge when hurricanes come ashore. It could also shift tropical rain belts, causing major disruptions to regional climate in Central and South America. The new studies factor in elements that have been missing from previous projections of how likely the collapse of the current is. One study factors in the melting of the Greenland ice sheet, which is adding a pulse of fresh water into the North Atlantic but it's difficult to incorporate into current climate models. The other attempts to correct a bias in climate models that underestimates how unstable the AMOC really is. So I, I think it's a good story, though, because they're doing research about it. That's the good news. Oh, I was going to
1: say, good story. I mean, the, the bad
2: news is it seems like a higher risk than we thought of this circulation collapsing.
1: I mean, essentially, basically, this is like the cooling system of your car quits working. Yeah. You know, the circulating pump of the car quits working, and I don't know how we can build a circulating pump for the Earth.
2: Yeah. That would be quite an undertaking. I actually, some of the climate fiction I've read, there was one where this very thing happened, and they were trying to use geoengineering to try to fix it, and it was very difficult. <laughs> because, you know, this runs on its own, so if it stops, we're kind of in trouble.
1: Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I can make any funny about that. <laughs> yeah. 2017. Wait, it's 2017?
2: 2017, how did that
1: happen? Just like, it's the future already. Yeah, I
2: woke up one morning and suddenly it turned 2017.
1: It was just like, you know, last week that it was 2016. Yeah. Because yeah. it was. Yeah, it
2: seems like <laughs> just last week, yeah. Um,
1: 2017. Pipeline resistance gathers steam from Dakota access. Keystone success. Now, are they gathering steam? I think they're gathering energy. Yeah. <laughs> when President-elect Donald Trump takes office next month, his pro-drilling, anti-climate action, energy agenda will boy b- the oil industry. But it will also face staunch resistance from a pipeline opposition movement that gathered momentum, particular with this year's successful showdown over the Dakota Access pipeline and shows no signs of slowing. Local grassroots action, government's environmental concerns, and market forces have stopped or delayed dozens of fossil fuel projects since the high-profile Keystone XL pipeline was canceled in November of 2015. And activists are continuing to oppose at least a dozen oil and gas pipelines around the country. Quote, There have been people fighting pipelines since pipelines first went into the ground. End quote. But awareness of the issue has grown due to the Keystone XL and the Dakota Access, said Cherry Fotelin, director of the advocacy group Bold, Louisiana. Opposition to pipelines has united environmentalists, Native Americans, and rural landowners of all political backgrounds, many whom resent the pipeline company's use of eminent domain to seize their land. The keystone effect, along with low oil prices, has created a hostile environment to fossil fuel extraction projects. The election of Trump, who favors building the Keystone as well as the Dakota Access, will put advocates back on the defense, but they say they are ready for the challenge. Quote, I think the scope of what we were being asked to do might change, end quote, said Andy Pearson. Midwest Tar Sands Coordinator, now that's an awesome title. The Midwest Tar Sands Coordinator for MN 350, a Minnesota green group. He said activists will have to work to maintain the victories they've won in the past few years. Quote I'll have to fight just as hard under a Trump administration as I'll have to do under a Clinton administration. Her main concern is that Trump will be brazen enough to condone the use of force against protesters, she said. Environmentalists have prior to prioritized stopping pipelines because every pipeline is a decades-long investment in fossil fuels, locking in demand and hampering a transition to cleaner fuels. Success, successfully blocking <laughs> them limits companies' ability to move their product to market, which feeds into the strategy of, quote, making life more difficult for the fossil fuel industry going forward, end quote, said Andy Rome, uh, history professor at the State University of New York at Buffalo, who studies the environmental movement.
2: Yeah, these, that's part of what gets me about these pipelines is it's its bad enough just the momentary increase in flow that they may create, but you're locking in decades worth of use because once you've built it, you're going to want to use it, and it makes it you know... Uh, it makes it easier for you to move things across the country so it's that's it's good that they are working on this because that's you know we we need to reduce our emissions as soon as possible so if we put in all this infrastructure to keep emitting tons of emissions for the next few decades we're going to be stuck
1: mhm i mean luckily um any new energy sources that are being put in are renewables basically because they're cheaper I just read an article that said sixty renewable energy is cheaper to install for new energy demand than any other source of energy. Um, it doesn't quite beat other energy sources for the existing energy because they've already built the power plants. Yeah. Right. Um, however, we have an article coming up. Kohler could beat solar could beat coal to become the cheapest power on Earth. But first. Yes, Tesla flips the switch on the Gigafactory. It's like, power it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like...
2: Hidden in the scrubland east of Reno, Nevada, oh. where cowboys gamble and wild horses still roam. Dun, 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 dun. I like the atmosphere of this piece. Uh, a diamond-shaped factory of outlandish proportions is emerging from the sweat and promises of Tesla's CEO, Elon Musk. And, you know, all his workers. <laughs> <laughs> Just like <yeah. laughs> Which it doesn't give credit
1: for in the art <laughs>
2: It's known as the Gigafactory. And today it's... Wait first a second.
1: It is known as the...
2: Gigafactory.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, we need some sort of music playing as we intro the Gigafactory. I probably Factory. got a sci-fi dun, song, dun, around,
1: dun, 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 dun. song around here, but we have to figure yeah. out which one.
2: <laughs> I'm thinking more like WWE wrestling, like... You, <laughs> you know.
1: Gigafactory!
2: Flare is going off in the background.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so today... Well, earlier this week, its first battery cells are rolling off the production lines to power the company's energy storage products and, before long, the Model 3 electric car. The start of mass production is a huge milestone in Tesla's quest to electrify transportation.
1: Well, it's a big thing because, you know, he sold all this stuff like, you know, a year and a half ago. And people gave down payments, and yeah. now they're finally... <laughs> now he's
2: finally getting around to it. <laughs> you know, so,
1: I mean, that's a big part of it, too. It's a huge milestone that people can now get the products that they order. Yeah, they
2: now get what they paid for. You know. And it's, uh, it also brings America a manufacturing industry, battery cells, that's long been dominated by China, Japan, and South Korea.
1: I recently read a book, literally. It was like a, like a spy novel. And it was talking about Argonne Laboratory in Chicago Mm -hmm. versus like this laboratory in China and how they were trying to steal each other's technology in the race to the – who could get to the the latest and greatest battery. Yeah, the best battery. (laughs) And I never thought I would read a book on battery technology (laughs) that would be interesting. But it was literally like a spy novel, like the race to the latest battery.
2: Yeah, that's great though. That reminds me of some of my favorite uh, approaches to climate fiction too where – you know, talking about climate policy to some people may seem like a boring thing, but if you put it in the right context, there's, you know, there can be spying going on or intrigue, drama, all these things that make for an interesting story. And then you, you include the environmental stuff in it. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is going on. Uh, the more than 2,900 people are already working in the 4.9 million acre, uh, excuse me, <laughs> 4.9 million square foot. That would have been <laughs> acres. The, <laughs> uh <laughs> And another 4,000 jobs, including temporary construction, will be added this year through the partnership between Tesla and Panasonic. So the Gigafactory is less than a third complete. By 2018, it's going to double the world's production capacity for lithium-ion batteries. So it's producing now. They've got enough of it created so that they can start producing batteries. But then it's going to triple in size eventually.
1: And now solar could beat coal this is where i say coal to soul you know <laughs>
2: coal to soul
1: solar could beat coal to become the cheapest power on earth via bloomberg.com solar power is now cheaper than coal in some parts of the world in less than a decade it's likely to be this lowest cost option almost anywhere in 2016 countries from chile to the United Arab Emirates, broke records with deals to generate electricity from sunshine at less than half the average global cost of coal power. Now Saudi Arabia, Jordan, and Mexico are planning auctions and tenders for this year, aiming to drop prices even further. Taking advantage are companies such as Italy's Enyal Spa, Dublin's mainstream renewable power who gained experience in Europe and now are seeking new markets abroad as subsidies dry up at home. Now, since 2009, solar prices are down 62%, which every part of the supply chain trimming cost. That's helped cut premiums on bank loans and pushed manufacturing capacity to record levels. By 2025, solar may be cheaper than using coal, on average globally, according to Bloomberg's New Energy Finance. So that is, aren't those some like you know liberal hippie people?
2: Oh, right, Bloomberg. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> not so. known for their yeah their penchant for environmental <laughs> flights of fancy. <laughs> um, Very I don't think we're being quite story.
1: sarcastic enough there for people to understand. Yeah, for
2: people who don't know,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's like. But um, so this
2: is good news. I mean, I, I'm in favor of of solar and clean energy even when it does cost more just because it's cleaner and saves lives. But it's it helps if it's economically a good idea too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hurt.
1: Yeah. So, again, I just recently read an article that in 60 countries in the world for new energy um, – you know, renewable energy is the cheapest new energy. So there will be no new energy being installed in the world that's not renewable in 60 countries. Yeah. So that's – um. they will be, again, building no new coal plants in 60 countries in the world just because it can't compete, you know, on the level playing field with renewable energy. Yeah. So. So coal it, is it, on its way out. <laughs> it is – 2017.
2: Yep. Has been all day. (laughs) So we've got some holidays coming up, Uh, but we just passed the new year. I had a good new year, spent it with friends and family. Uh, It's, it's people talked about how much they didn't like 2016. And in a lot of regards, I agreed with them, but for me, it will also always be the year that Bedelia was born. (laughs) So I, I am glad for other reasons that 2016 is over. But 2016 was a good year for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say, um, I would say for me too. I mean, I, I doubled the size of my solar company and um, got to do a lot of great and amazing things. Luckily, I'm really not into celebrities. So, you mm-hmm. know, a few celebrities going. Now I'm g- going to have people throw, you know, rotten tomatoes at me. Yeah. Um I actually looked it up on Snoop's, and it wasn't the year with the most celebrities dying. Yeah. But maybe it was the year with, you know, more A list celebrities. Yeah. Right?
2: I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, there were a lot of ones that I was sad about, but.
1: But like they say, every year you now have a book of 365 days, blank pages that you get to write a new book. Yeah. And so basically, this year will be as good as you make it. Yeah. And so I want to thank the people who make us be on the air because I absolutely love doing this show. I've been doing your community spirit since 1999.
2: Since last millennium. (laughs) Just
1: like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, And I do it and I spend, uh, actually tree song probably spends more time putting things together now yeah, that, when
2: we started, you were the one who put together all the stories, but I've been mostly doing it lately.
1: Yeah, so um, is it is it going to be harder and harder to get things for the calendar? <laughs> you just go to uh, org and there's an online calendar where you can post things that are happening in our community. And
2: Yeah, there's it, also the opportunity to pledge online, too, while you're there, wdbx.org, or you can give us a call right now at...
1: Today today happens to be two holidays that don't really go together. Hmm. Bean Day and Cuddle Up Day. (laughs) Now, both of you ate the beans. I think it's okay. Yeah. But if only one of you ate the beans, I don't think that Cuddle Up thing will work quite well.
2: Well, if you're cuddling under a blanket, then it's all covered in the blankets. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Yep. I've... Had my siblings in the winter tell me that's not true when I was growing up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So also coming up, we have bubble bath day on Sunday. Uh, Let's see. Monday sounds a little unsettling. Play God day. (laughs) Isn't that usually a negative connotation? Someone's playing God with other people's lives. Oh, Tuesday, though, is bittersweet chocolate day. That's the day for me.
1: Also, House Plant Appreciation Day and Peculiar People Day.
2: Well, I celebrate that every day.
1: I <laughs> just like. <laughs> um,
2: I am the living embodiment of that day.
1: Wednesday, it's Step in a Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day. And I don't think we should do it if it's. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be cold. If it's cold. I mean, yeah. if in the summer, if it's, why would they have a day like that in the middle of winter?
2: Yeah. Maybe it started in the southern hemisphere and it's summer there. It's <laughs>
1: just like. Thursday is the Feast of Fabulous Wild Men Day. What? I think I'm gonna have to look this one up. I love eating, and I don't know, like Fabulous Wild Men. Yeah, that one
2: must have an interesting history. I don't <laughs> know. <that> like, one.
1: <laughs> it's also National Pharmacist Day. Who are not Fabulous Wild Men, but they could be. You don't know.
2: Maybe at heart. Maybe. At I today. mean, once
1: they take that white coat off, who knows? Yeah.
2: All right, so let's see. Oh, it's also National Blood Donor Month. Uh, We've got National Braille Literacy Month. Yeah, some interesting months going on.
1: Well, of course, Hot Tea and Soup Month.
2: Yeah, those make sense. And Oatmeal, too. It's cold outside. You're eating those. so.
1: So I made oatmeal yesterday for the first time I made a spicy oatmeal.
2: Oh, I've never had a spicy oatmeal.
1: Like I, I by mistake grabbed what I thought was cinnamon, and it was actually, uh, um, whatever. Uh, what was it called? Was it the, cayenne? It's a barbecue. There, there's a com- there's a company around here who makes. Um, like you're supposed to put it on um, meat. Oh like yeah. A, um, and luckily in there it does have like. Uh, some cinnamon in it. It was like cinnamon and brown sugar, but mostly spicy. Yeah. And I'm going to do that more often. It was really good. You know, c- luckily I didn't put tons because cinnamon is really strong. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it had cayenne in it and it had um I, some cumin and it was <laughs> just like, oh. I'm going to try that. I never thought of yeah. like I'll a savory oatmeal.
2: A savory oatmeal, yeah. So... I mean, it makes sense the oatmeal itself is kind of savory, so uh, why not? All right, some happenings coming up in the local area. Donations for Standing Rock. Those are still continuing over at Gaia House. Southern Illinois Stands with Standing Rock is still holding a donation drive. Um, you can do it during open hours of Gaia House, which they, they don't have not right now during the semester break. And also at the Center for Substance- Assistance Research, uh, you can... Uh, Contact Guy House for more information about doing a drop-off there or go on Facebook to Southern Illinois Stands with Standing Rock for more information about the group and the drive.
1: Continuing the conversation every Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the Newman Center. Each week, a group of community members meets on Tuesday night for continuing the conversation. The purpose is to build an interracial community based on listening, listening, Respectfully to each other's life stories. As we listen to one another, we will be building a community that strengthens our understanding and compassion for one another. Please join us at the SAU campus at the Newman Center at 715 South Washington Street from 7 to 9 p.m. on Tuesdays.
2: Also, coming up, this one's already started in December. It's the Waterways Museum on Main Street exhibit.
1: Now now, this one they the it's um you know a month long exhibit, but they also have a lot of speakers, yeah, so I think it's very important to go to the online to the science center and look at the different speakers, yeah it's almost every day they have a different speaker talking about water.
2: yeah, it looks like they've got a, a few coming up that are in the next few days. Uh, Kathy Renfrew is going to speak about blue Mind recreational activities in southern Illinois. Uh, Tuesday, that's on Sunday at 2. And then on Tuesday at 7, there's an environmental ethics and water talk. And Thursday at 7, uh, oop, the sounds of water.
1: <laughs> it's like...
2: And the sounds of babies as
1: well. And so this is an exhibit sponsored by the Illinois Humanities and the Smithsonian. It is a traveling exhibit, and it is at the Science Center in the mall till January 22nd. And I keep meaning to go, and I have yet to go, and that's unfortunate. Water Ways explores a variety of questions about the role of water in the lives of individuals and communities. How do we use water? We and the earth are, what, 70% water, and therefore we need to keep the water alive. How is water represented in our society? In what ways? Do we use water as a symbol? How does water unite communities? How does conflict over water emerge and how do communities resolve it? How does water affect the ways in which we live, work, worship, create, and play? How do we care for our water and protect the resource for the future? This is a traveling exhibit to cultural organizations and small communities, these organizations develop locally folks' companion exhibits that relate to the subject matter of the Smithsonian exhibits to the history of their local communities and regions. So there's the main Smithsonian exhibit, but there's also these talks and other stuff about our community.
2: Yeah, I like the fact that it has the inclusion of local, you know, local interests topics and displays about water
1: in case you didn't know we are bounded by several of the most important rivers on this continent and one of the great lakes of course in northern Illinois has influenced profoundly by water throughout Illinois history the waterways tour presents an exciting opportunity for Illinoisans to share stories about water's influence on the histories. And identities of their communities, reflect on the many ways in which water is significant in our lives at present, and discuss, of course, critical water-related issues that could affect our futures. Yeah, and isn't that a big part of uh, you know what um, the water protectors are doing for us because we're downstream from them?
2: Yeah, they're doing a big part in that and educating ourselves about. What needs protecting is an important part of it.
1: Now, I want to ask you, do you think it's cold out?
2: I think it's pretty cold out right now.
1: Okay, there are a couple thousand people who are camping out in North Dakota.
2: Yeah, they're up in North Dakota. It's colder there.
1: Okay, camping out in North Dakota right now, (laughs) protecting our water.
2: Yeah, that kind of blows my mind. It's like... I I don't think I've ever camped in weather this cold, much less what they've got up there.
1: (laughs) I camped one winter in South Dakota um, for like about three weeks. And um, it was a different experience, definitely.
2: Uh Yeah. So you can go to yoursciencecenter.org for the details of uh, the Science Center, when it's open and when the exhibits are happening.
1: The Peace Coalition Peace and Justice Vigil, Saturday, January 7th at noon to 1 p.m. at the corner of Illinois and Main Street. The Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois' monthly Vigil for Peace and Justice is scheduled for this Saturday, January 7th, noon to 1 p.m., at the corner of Illinois Avenue and Main Street in Carbondale. Signs will be provided, but all are encouraged to bring appropriate messages to fit the themes of peace and justice. The vigil will be followed by the Peace Coalition monthly meeting at Cristado's Cafe and Bakery. All are welcome.
2: Yeah, and I'll bet between the inauguration coming up and all the good things going on locally, there'll be a lot of messages to share there at the peace vigil.
1: Now, we do want you to mark your calendar for the Southern Illinois Women's March and Rally Saturday, January 21st, in solidarity with the Women's March on Washington and over 150 That we know of sister marches. Everyone supporting women's rights is welcome to attend this free event.
2: Yeah, I'm excited that we're having a local one going on, and the whole movement of local ones happening is a good idea because a lot of us would like to go to Washington, D.C. on the 21st, you know, but it's a difficult journey for a lot of people, and they can only fit so many people in that city. So people in each region can gather and march and show their commitments to all of the issues discussed by the march.
1: You have been listening to your community spirit. Thank you. We do want you to give us a call, 457-3691. I have three books I would like to give away about gardening and farming organically. Give us a call, 457-3691. We'll see you again on the radio next week